0: I'm Neil Zacharias, and you're listening to Eat for the Planet. On this show, we try to answer the question, how can we eat in a way that nourishes us without starving the planet? The show features conversations with food industry leaders, health and sustainability experts, as well as entrepreneurs and creative minds who are redefining the future of food. My guest on this episode is Julie Pyatt, the creator of Shrimu a company that makes artisanally crafted cheeses from plant-based ingredients. In this episode, Julie takes us on a journey through the artistic, culinary, and spiritual influences that led to the creation of the brand Srimu and its products. We also explore the bigger mission behind the company and why Julie is committed to building a food business with her original, and some would say somewhat unconventional approach. Julie is not your typical food entrepreneur with the predictable food tech disruption story. And that is precisely why her insights about building Shrimu are so fascinating. This is Julie's second appearance on the podcast. Her first visit was back in 2018 on episode number 50. I couldn't think of a better way to close out 2021 than to leave you with this impactful conversation. This is Julie Pyatt of srimu Hi, Thank you so much for being back on the Eat for the Planet podcast.
1: Mills, thanks for inviting me. I'm so happy to see you. Really, really a joy. Thank you.
0: Well, I have to kick off this uh, conversation with uh, a bit of an apology. Uh, I think the last time you were on my podcast, I semi-jokingly tried to talk you out of launching a food company Uh, and, and i 'm so glad you didn 't listen to me um and I was just doing that because i i have learned enough about this space that it is um it is only for a few very resilient um semi crazy people to embark on a journey in this place and so i I only spoke from a place of my own struggles sometimes and uh but the reason i i I wanted to bring that up is because um I tried your cheese recently um which is probably the second time I tried it but I think the first time it was just not the right environment where I didn't pick up on what was really going on it, it was maybe <laughs> I was too busy but this time it was actually gifted to me uh thank you Kathleen for for moose cheese uh, it was a real good surprise and I was just blown away and I reached out to you the same day Uh, And said, you've got to come back. I need to talk about what you're doing um, and, uh, you know, how it is that you've been building this company. So I'm excited to get into all of that today.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I guess I fit those criteria of being crazy and resilient. I'm definitely in that group. And, um, I never listen to anyone, so uh, I just enjoy people's perspectives, but you know, I make my own decisions, so no apology necessary <laughs> at all
0: <laughs> yeah, as as being crazy myself in working in this space, you know I just I just want to save the struggle. I used to say that to people who wanted to be lawyers as well because I tried that for two years and hated it. Um, but I, I still think food is way more interesting and impactful, so definitely don't be discouraged by anything I say. <laughs> It's no. the biggest problem we need to solve. Biggest challenge facing humanity, and there's so much joy in food. So I'm glad you're doing it.
1: Oh, uh, definitely. Well, thank you. Well, I'm I'm honored and very overjoyed that you uh, enjoyed Shrimu and that you received the frequency of what she is. Um, I call her the next evolution of cheese, um, and it's Shrimu Do Life, which is devotional offerings for life. The Do means devotional offerings. So for me, it really is a mission of global awakening. Um, I mean it with every cell of my being. And I put everything that I have into the formulations in really creating options for everyone. So um, at Shreemu, we have our arms open wide. It's universal. It's paleo, keto, gluten-free, dairy-free, plant-rich, plant-based, even raw. Um, So everybody come on in and... I'm not asking you to give up your love of cheese because we all love cheese. Um, I just made it better. So it's better for our animals, for our body and for the planet and our children. So, um, so that's Shrimu.
0: <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning. How did things kick off? Because I know you were working on this a, a few years back, at least the, the early seeds were being sown back then. Um, but when did this officially launch and, uh, and how was that experience for you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it came out of uh, just uh, a knowledge when I published my first cookbook, I had done a very basic cheese section in the plant power way and just the deliciousness of it and the opportunity in it, I just saw a clear path. And so I turned in the book and then turned my focus to creating plant-based cheeses. And because I'm an artist and I'm a rebel and I just like to sort of Uh, have the awe and wonder of a child and sort of enter into things with a a naivete or, um, you know, just this sort of childlike opportunity or optimistic view. Uh, But I have to say that even I was completely shocked at what I was able to create through this vehicle of not cheese. Um, so it's creamy, cheesy, full-bodied, um, rich, satisfying. Uh, and it's it's better than dairy cheese. It feels better in your body, it feels better in your digestive tract. Um, but even though I had been making it for a couple of years and serving it at events, um, I had seen hundreds of people devour a cheese board. And I would always I just stand in the back and watch and smile. Um, And I knew I had already really tested the flavors. So I knew way in advance, you know, I probably had maybe 500, 600 people taste it before I even, you know, even thought about starting a company. And then I thought long and hard because maybe as you remember, not sure if we talked about it, but I was a fashion designer and manufacturer. So I had a hundred piece women's collection from t-shirts to evening gowns. And uh the difficulty of manufacturing is not lost on me. <laughs> so uh, you know, I really, really felt that pain and felt that struggle, you know in that experience. Um, and as I meditated on it, I really felt that uh, the the potential impact, the vehicle of global awakening that Srimu embodied um outweighed any uh sort of aversion to, having difficulty or being faced with these difficult challenges. Um, And so I took my sweet time and Rich kept um, asking me like, when are you going to come out with it? Like, you got to get your shit together. And I was like, just hold, just hold because I needed to do it as an artist. Um, I'm, I just said, I'm a fashion designer. I'm an artist. It was really important to me that I created Shreemu at the ultimate top of what I could offer. And then there was a vision for many sub-brands and, and, you know, a mass operation, but I wanted to begin at the top. So I collaborated with a dear friend of mine who's a fine artist, um, Brian O'Hara, and we worked on a logo and branding for about eight months. And, it, you know, the braiding on Shrimu's branding, it's a black label, it's subscription, it's the luxury experience. Um, the branding is actually devotional offering in reverse. Brian has read and written backwards his entire life and he uses sacred words now to create sort of a modern hieroglyph and so the branding is quite extraordinary it's quite unique and you know sort of to get to your point of that in order to be in this business you have to be you know crazy and resilient um, I also, felt a need to really create something very authentic to me. So I didn't go out and research what other food brands were doing. I didn't try to mimic or copy anything that existed. I tried to create something, or let me say, I made myself available and open to receive a way to create a product that was completely, entirely unique and extraordinary.
0: And it shows. I mean, down from the moment you open the packaging, um, and just the whole experience of it, and of course, down to the taste. Um, on the taste, I do have one very important question. How did you get it to taste like brie? I vaguely remember <laughs> what brie tastes like, and it's a very unique flavor. And I think it's the elder one that you have that has a No, brie... that's birdie. Birdie, You're talking right.
1: about birdseed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I told you, no, I'd have to kill you. So uh, I'm not going to answer that question. Um, again, all the ingredients are pure. And what I would say with Shreemu is, you know, I've had, you know, I'd love, I want to talk to you about all the investment meetings that I've had in my journey through that. But, um, you know, I get this question like, well, can somebody copy it? Is it patentable? You know, it's all those kind of conversations, but it's really not. And the reason is because at Shreemu, um, we are using, um, the unseen energies, so the David realm, the nature spirits, the awareness that we exist in community with these other life forces that most of us never even pay attention to. And so at Srimu, the people that make the cheese, we call them sacred makers. So rather than make somebody earn their position out over a five-year period, I decided to give them the greatest title at the beginning. <laughs> so that they could embody that. So if you're a sacred maker, when you come into your shifted srimu, you go into a breathing practice for 10 minutes. You don't touch any food until you're, you're present. We also have nature sounds in the facility, um, orange blossom being diffused. Um, we care about the environment in which it's being prepared. And that's the thing that you felt that made you reach out to me that you can't really put your finger on. So I would say that, um, and we had this experience, actually, I created a flavor called, um, gold alchemy. And if you look at the ingredients, the ingredients don't match the flavor experience. So the ingredients are, you know, basically my base formulation, cashew based turmeric, pepper, but when you eat it it tastes exactly like a ham cheese and mustard sandwich <laughs> and there is no it, there's no logic to it 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 clearly is magical it's a it's a magical um experience when you open up to life with this really devotion and awareness of our connection to nature
0: i remember the last time when we were talking about uh what you were going to embark on i think the biggest questions i really had were you know, you held this really big vision of what you wanted Trimu to be. And um uh, I was basically trying to tell you about the challenges you're gonna face as you uh will be you will be presented with options on how to compromise on everything that you hold dear because you had this like grand vision on how you're gonna keep the product really unique and pure and 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 I, as little I know about the food industry, is the moment you start trying to manufacture anything at any certain scale, um, it, it's all about compromise. Um, and so, how have you managed to overcome those hurdles? Maybe talk about that a little bit. And of course, I'm very curious to hear about how did investors um, react to this, because you know everything you've been saying from from the cheese itself to the the way you wanted the team to function and the intention with which you're, you're, you're building the business. Um, it sounds like something very different and new and and a lot of people are scared of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk about that. Well, I mean, I could say also that, you know, I'm not just um, living in the cloud, so to speak. Um, I took possession of the kitchen, we we're almost two years old, Um, I got possession of the kitchen and my permit on November 13th and shipped 2,400 units of cheese on December 11th successfully. So I know how to produce, I know how to create, you know, how to function at, at scale. Um, And, you know, that, that was just the beginning. So what I did Nils is, is, you know, I was lacking, I hadn't really had the experience of having a product that it that has a trajectory of a hundred million dollar company and a transformation into a unicorn, like a billion dollar company. i I never was working with anything in that realm. You know, I was doing fashion jackets with thirty six pieces. It was not scalable what I was doing, but this is clearly scalable and clearly the best thing in the the best best thing out there. And I also have an entire um, collection of products just waiting right behind it. I've perfected over 50 not cheese recipes. I only have like seven on the line right now. Um, and there's many other sauces and foods and, you know, dressings and, you know, all kinds of things, pestos, all kinds of things behind it. And in addition, my fashion comes in and, you know, there's uh, there's prototypes for beauty products, for textiles, for tablecloths for uh, even clothing, all of these things. So it really is a lifestyle brand. And Shreemu is the portal, but not is the portal into it. So I started off, I knew everything proved out. The production's beautiful. My margins are extraordinary. We perfected everything down to the penny. I have amazing individuals on my team, Um, really bonded people that I've met because of Rich and my presence in the space for 10 years. Everybody that works with me is a deep, deep relationship. It's not just somebody who applied and got the job. Um, But what I did do is I was like, okay, I need to figure out this scaling thing in a financial way. And so before the pandemic, I started taking financial meetings and I met with all different varieties of of funds, you know, and, and many powerful people in the space that are working in plant based food. And I kept having these meetings thinking, I'm going to find the formula. I'm going to find out how this works. And after 60 meetings and a year and four months, I discovered they just make it up. There isn't a formula. It is created by the story of your business. And being someone who I would say, okay, I'm an artist, I'm a healer, I'm a musician, You know, I'm a chef. And so I had this sort of projection oh well I don't understand money or I don't understand how that big money how that big finance world works and first of all in 60 meetings I saw four women in 60 meetings four women and they weren't even Mm front-facing that is not something that I want to continue participating in it's just it's this listen, money is amazing and money transforms the world. And there's many beautiful humans that are ready to step into position and take the responsibility for holding that money, embodying that money, creating money so that we can put the money in the things that uplift the world. You know, it always blows my mind that there are people that have billions of dollars and they are letting humanity starve. Like how, like Nils, if you had that money, I know what you would do with it. I mean, how many jets do you need? How many? How, I mean, I love luxury things. Let's get what we want. But beyond that, why are these people not helping? Why are these entities not really serving humanity? So at the end of the month, or sorry, year and four months, um, I tur- I was offered $1.5 million for the next stage which is not that much money in that realm, but mm-hmm. it, it was 1.5 million. That was like a verification that i had created something that somebody wanted. And so I sat with it for a day, uh, knowing that I was going to turn it down. So I turned it down <laughs> okay. and, uh, I went to the crystal, um, uh, supply warehouse and I bought, um, some very beautiful mineral crystals And I created an alchemical operation that is um, the financial strategy of Srimu. If there was ever a time on the planet that we can create the world we want to, it is right now. And everyone listening to this, we all have a genius and we all can create in whatever manner we want to. We don't have to be in the old tracks of the old way. And as a matter of fact, entering into this new age, which is the age of Aquarius, which we are going through right now, which that is why the pandemic is happening. We are in a planetary transformation. We have to remember who we are. The universe is responding to the way you're ordering your life. How are you ordering your life? Well, I got caught in that sort of thought process that someone else knew better than me, that someone else you know, would, would give me the answer. And I was walking through my house and I received this message very clearly. And the question was, why are you not applying the same level of spirituality, creativity, originality, and rebelliousness to the financial um, environment of your company, as you did to the branding and the product. And I stopped kind of mid stride to this imaginary voice. And I was like, that's a good question. <laughs> like, like, what have I been doing for a year and six months or a year and four months? And so um, I decided um, 13 for me is a sacred number. It's a number of unity. It also re- represents a cosmic mother force and the way that this force moves through the planet. And I established my valuation at 13 million. And I created a, a guardian investor uh, circle of people who want to be part of a humanitarian mission, which Srimu is. Um, it's 13 stones based on like a circle of stones like Stonehenge or Aveberry or any of the spiritual stones that exist on the planet. And this is clearly an operation of humanitarian mission to change the planet, to uplift the planet In all its all its areas, in the plant kingdom, in the mineral kingdom, in the human kingdom, the animal kingdom, Um, and so um, I just closed my first stone. Um, I've taken investment of two two hundred and fifty three thousand. I think it's eight fifty four because that's that's the oh sorry I didn't say I'm raising three point three million in Mm -hmm. this circle in this first round, private. Uh, people individuals that care that want to put their money towards something that really is going to make a difference. So um so I have my first investor that I'm welcoming in um, the wire is in transit just as we're speaking and I have established my company at a 13 million valuation. Um and uh that feels really good. So, you know, I'm I'm really really happy this person is very aligned, a very um beautiful heart, an amazing uh, consciousness and somebody who is greatly aligned. But what I need to tell you about now is the greater why of Srimu, like why I get out of bed in the morning and why I want to do this and why I want to be in food and manufacturing. And I've already talked about the fact that it is a mission of global awakening. So in Srimu's ethos, every box activates 13 people. Why 13 people? Because we know you're sharing cheese Mm -hmm. and 13 is is the number of unity. We've been told 13 is is an unlucky number, but it's in fact the reverse as everything we know we've been told in life is being revealed to us now. So, um, but the thing is, it's important to say is that um, I am aligned with a spiritual community in Italy called Dominher. I probably likely spoke to you about it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But they are a community of individuals that built temples to humankind inside a mountain in secret over a 19-year period. They did it with buckets and shovels, and they worked 24-hour shifts for 19 years to create a love offering to the planet that honors all species and the diversity of life. Well, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time getting people to just like, you know entertain a new way of educating their kids. and I was blown away when I met this community and saw what they what they had done. They've been in existence for 47 years and I'm very connected to them. Um, there are thousands of people now all over the world that are friends of Dominher, and, and they have about 600 individuals that have devoted their life to this mission of uplifting the planet. So Shrimu is going to be produced in dominur for the EU. There is a 30-year dairy cheese artisan who makes some of the most extraordinary dairy cheeses you've ever seen. He was blown away by Shrimu. They love Shreemu. Um, And so I am in the process of setting up the, the European um, um, operation there. Um, but the really important thing is that the the temples to humankind, and I hope you'll include the link, you can take a virtual tour. I know I'm saying some crazy stuff right now, and you might be like, oh, my God, did she just say that? But when you look at the link of what these people did, you're going to be deeply touched. I mean, it's it's literally extraordinary. So uh, this temple is only 20% of the operation. Uh, there are future plans for a an $88 million uh, sort of museum mm. that is uh, going to house all the indigenous DNA of the planet. Um, And this is very important to us as a species, because if you study soil or you, you know, the diversity of life is what makes life rich and well. Um, So all this separation that's going on in the culture now, Mm -hmm. us and them, and what is this and that, it's all an agenda to separate us. We have to remember that love is the most powerful force that we have in our our humanity. Mm -hmm. We are humane. We're humans. So... Shreemu's big why of why I'm building a unicorn is to assist in funding this 88 million dollar project. And one of the things that was really profound in the last month, uh, my own father passed away uh, maybe five years ago and we were very different. we He was uh, a, an NRA member and you know like I mean and I'm the yogi, right So we had a lot of head budding through the years, although he was a beautiful father and and I, I treasure him and honor him deeply. Um my father was the white man for the indigenous um, natives of Alaska. He built all of their uh, hospital, school schools, art centers. And his last project before he passed away at 89 was as, as the owner's representative, of the museum, of Alaskan artifacts. And so I'm seeing this lineage that he already created for me and it has given me great power and a great reverence and also a a great ability to understand that we don't really know who everybody is and we really don't know what the greater mission is. Mm -hmm. And um, it allows me to really release judgment and analysis of, of others, um it's a it's a beautiful thing that I did not see coming that we would be working so closely together even after he transitioned.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, I've been thinking a lot lately about, you know, the need to have uh a, a much bigger vision sometimes than we uh typically have as entrepreneurs. Um and what you just laid out is 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 nothing I've ever heard before. Firstly, and it's um, it's truly something not just about using food to make a positive impact, but but you're talking about it in levels way beyond that. And what surprises me the most is that what you going back to what you mentioned about the intention with the packaging with the products. Uh, you're right. You can you can feel it that it's something different <laughs> versus just a regular product that you pick up from a shelf. And and I guess part of that question or, the, or that that thought process is: Was it intentional that you wanted to first go direct to consumer through e-commerce through your own website as a starting point? Um, because you get to control that experience in a to to the extent you you can through the delivery and the packaging uh, versus having it be. Uh, versus going out and pitching this to retail buyers and trying to get this at and maybe down the line, you will be in Erwan and Whole Foods and everywhere else. But was that intentional? Or how much was that a function of you were fundraising and trying to prove the proof of concept? Um, Yeah, I would love to know that thinking. And I think especially the entrepreneurs listening would would be very curious about that.
1: I mean, again, it goes back. First of all, we're, we are in Erwan and have been in Erwan for about a year now, I think. Oh, LA. I've been away they, from LA. That's why I didn't know. That's amazing. Yeah, because you didn't know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was intentional. And again, uh, for the entrepreneurs listening to this, it's like, again, getting back to the authentic part of who you are is very important to how you uh, craft your company. And so for me and what I would share with everybody, It is my awareness that the greatest asset that we have today and going forward during these very tumultuous, chaotic times is going to be our network, is going to be our community. Community is the most important thing that we have right now. Dom and her are the masters of community that I have seen to date, the way that they have executed this. So it was very important to me to understand that through the subscription, I am creating a real community, you know, on our shipping labels, it says, may all beings be free. All of our communications are seeped in this spiritual awareness and care for life and fostering of, uh, people in need, you know, as we can. Um, and I think people really feel that, um, I am, um, Just I've just released a wholesale collection. Mm. So we created a new flavor profile, which are fall down on the ground, just delicious beyond. Um, And uh, we are going into wholesale. Um, It will be different though than our black label. So the subscription will stay in the black boxes and we have like three or four products. We have a two wheel, a four wheel, and then we have a, a sacred box, which has all the cheese flavors in it which is an amazing gift, gift box and just extraordinary box. Um, but yeah, um, it, it is very important and building that community is what is of the highest importance. So like in my, in our strategy, a direct to consumer is 80% of, of our business. Um, but we are, as we scale, um, we're going to be releasing, you know, sublines. you know, I'm, going to be releasing an, uh, another collection under another name. Um, so we're going to be you know really rolling out. Uh, but we are maintaining that deep connection to our subscribers because they are the life force of Srimu. And um, you know, some of the reviews that I get are just, you know, one person wrote in and she um, she really uh, says that Srimu healed her intestinal gut in three months, and she actually noticed a change every time she ate it, what it was doing to her digestion. You know, I can't say that, that someone else said that. Um, the other thing is another another person said, when I ate srimu I felt like a better person. <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> and one. then uh, somebody wrote in and they were like, my husband accused me of hiding srimu from him. <laughs> Um, Which was super cute. But, you know, we have hundreds of testimonials like that. And, and I can't even really pick a favorite flavor. But the subscription is very important because we're building that community. Mm -hmm. And we've now even started um, a luminary offering where we're uh, taking sort of a beauty counter approach. Of actually having luminaries, so individuals in our community have a cheese tasting, Mm -hmm. and then they can, it's very easy to have a cheese tasting with Srimu. You could have kombucha, or if you are into wine, it's delicious with wine. Um, It's a full wine and cheese experience. There's just no, there's no two ways about it um but um you can then become the luminary and you can spread the word and a lot of people that eat shremu and are eating plant rich that's important to them in their life and um everybody's going to be blessed everybody's going to be invited in and so if we can um share those you know those marketing dollars with the luminaries um that's really important to me because I also share spiritual meditations and visualizations and perspectives because we really know that each one of us was created with a very authentic, you know, unique purpose. There's only one of you, one of me, one of everyone in the entire multiverse. And I know nature, we can count on her. So if I can empower you to be all that you are, then you will bless everyone just by being who you are. So that's really, you know, if there is a mission of Srimu, it really is upholding that. And also the fact that I am a mother of four humans this lifetime, Um, but I also, in my divine design, I carry a frequency of mother. And many people study with me and they're in my online spiritual community and follow me um, for that support. Um, I didn't make it up. I didn't choose it. Uh, It's just, you know, it's just, it just is. So um, I'm feeding you something that is very highly charged with a lot of love, and I mean it. Like I really mean it. I've I've dedicated the remainder of my years on this planet to being a part of this humanitarian mission for Damanhur. It is the greatest thing that I could offer, the, the greatest thing that I could do. And, and there's many, you know, there'll be many others, and I even think we'll raise the money long before Shreemu becomes a unicorn because of the people that are coming into the awareness of what Damanhur is. And I'm perfectly created for this mission. You know, it's a very, you know, a very unique uh, sort of sliver But what I would say is, um, you know, that's what we need. We need everybody listening to this podcast to really get in touch with who they are through meditation and self-inquiry and identifying what did you love as a child? What brings you joy? What is in alignment for you? And don't do it like anyone else. Just do it like you do it because we need to the challenges we are facing. Recycling is not going to do it. And by the way, eating plant-based, even though I'm plant-based and, you know, for me, it's the best, the best way to go all around, Mm -hmm. um, that's not going to solve everything. We need quantum. We need children coming in with powers and abilities that we never knew existed. We need to embrace the multidimensional nature of who we are at our divine design. And without blame, without judgment, we've been put into certain ways of living by design, almost beyond our control. So let's just forgive everything right now and take a big breath and relax. And can you feel how loved and celebrated you are simply for the fact that you exist in your breathing right now? that's it.
0: That's that's the most timely and most profound message I think anyone has shared on this podcast. I think we need that again and again. Um, I want to kind of close out on, on, a, on a slightly different note. We've been talking so much about mission, vision, and, and your intention for what this can be and the impact it can make in the future. But I recall the last time we were chatting, you mentioned something about and I and I forget the precise context. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing. We were talking about goals and you know what 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 you want to do. And and I think you said something about uh, how all you care about is the process, and the process was very important. And I remember that sticking with me. And I think when I ran into you in person in LA, I actually mentioned that to you. That I've been kind of keeping that at the back of my mind when I approach any new endeavor is just to really enjoy the process. So I'm, I want to close out with what the process has been for you and how you approach the process of Shri going forward um, as you build this grand vision. Because, as you said it yourself, it's it's a crucial part of this experience, and and maybe that's built into the DNA of the company as well.
1: Yeah, beautiful. So. Well, I mean, I think as all creatives, if you look into it, when I was building my sacred sanctuary, which is my beautiful modern home uh, in the Malibu Hills, when I closed on the land, I asked myself this question, like, if you could just snap your fingers and a house is built, do you want that option? And my answer was no, I don't want that option. Because I think we really, really... It's in the moments of the process that the alchemy happens, that the juice and the nectar and the transformation, it's in all those moments. If you could just snap your finger and be at the moment where, okay, stream is a unicorn, um, it would be very unfulfilling and not useful because it's all the points that you touch along the way and all the time that you're faced with challenges. You know, it's like... um you know, I had uh, some mercury retrograde, you know, information come in, meaning stopping, you know, the flow moving forward, you know, late at night, you know, and I saw it and it's kind of like constricted news. And I was like, okay, I have a choice. I can either let that spin me out and disrupt my sleep, or I can go into my inner space, reconnect with my source, and understand that this is just part of the journey. It's just a step it's a step and a step there's going to be many experiences of joy and expansion and there's going to be many experiences of challenges and constriction and there is always a way to cross the river the next rock is always there but if you're too busy living on the other side of the bank you're going to miss the magic of the water the nourishment of the water or the activation of the fish that comes by or You know, the smell and the spray, or whatever it does to your being. So, I guess what I would say is I think focusing on the destination comes out of the side of ourselves. And what I want to remind everybody is that you have everything you need within yourself to fulfill your organic, original, divine life print. It can be no other way. You came in with the instruction set, so get your external focus turned inside yourself. Remember who you are. You have everything you need. There is everything inside of me to build Shreemu, to guide her, and steward her, and shepherd her, and care for her, and nurture her, and all the beings that connect her along the way into being this unicorn. And I know after meeting with the patriarchal establishment for a year and three months, I can tell you now, I really know that I have everything within me to do this. And what is the, you know, what what is the downside that I fail? What is failing? Like failing at what level? Like we are privileged to be alive in a body, okay? I've done many things in my life. I'm, I'm 59 years old. I've done many things in my life. I'm trying to write a memoir. It's like 800 pages. And I haven't even written about my mysticism yet, really. So, And I get to be in a body. I'm not going to waste this time. I'm going to go for it. Like with everything that I got and all of us, everyone listening to this, the time is now. Step into your life show up, take responsibility. No one's coming to save us. There's not a Messiah. There's not some angel flying down from the heavens. There's not somebody that knows better than you keep cultivating connection and love and meditate and take care of yourself and love your body and cultivate love and compassion in your life. And then lead from that and dream big. Yeah. Dream big, really big. We need to really embody the money and we just need to change the, the direction of how that money is used. And then also, you know, develop new ways of, of working with each other. But we all came here for this time. If you're listening to this podcast or you're alive, we're all part of it. Mm-hmm. All are needed. All are loved. All are valued. It's not a competition because you're only competing against yourself. Just embody who you are, align with who you are, and, um, and don't look back run
0: (laughs) thank you julie i truly appreciate that thanks for sharing your time with me today and i can't wait to continue to follow your journey and enjoy your amazing products as they come out so thanks a lot
1: oh nils thank you you're a blessing you bless me i appreciate this very much
0: You've been listening to Eat for the Planet with Nil Zacharias. If you enjoy this conversation and would like to show your support, all you have to do is subscribe to this show and rate and review it. To learn more about this podcast or my work, go to eftp.co. That's eftp.co. Thank you for listening.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW proof. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.